Hi everyone and welcome to the Everyone's Acquitted podcast with your girl Queenie and your boy Kojo. Uh, today we're going to be unpacking a show. A show or film? Because this is up for contention I think. Um, it came out about a month ago um, and we're both really excited about it and it's called Enter Galactic. Yeah, Enter Galactic, Kid Cudi's new... Uh... You yes, he show he created show also written produced like it's his baby. Um, that's, yeah. that was released on Netflix. Um, that came out a while ago. I wasn't in a hurry to see this, but I'll say like spoiler alert. Really enjoyed it. Glad glad I got a chance to see it. Um, so excited yeah. to kind of unpack it. Um, and yeah, it's a film that I saw a lot of people film slash TV show. That's a lot of people you know a lot of buzz about, particularly amongst um, like black people. Um, haven't seen, haven't really seen it picked up in a ton of places outside of like small pockets in the community. No, me neither. I've only seen, I've only really seen my black friends talk about it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I have seen, I mean, it has been picked up by like Forbes and like you know, generic TV, um, like news outlets and stuff, but um, I don't think it's getting, I don't think it's getting the noise it should, yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll talk, I mean, we'll talk, at least we're talking about it, but you know. unpack some of some of you know the different elements I've gone into making this film really really like good and interesting and exciting Um, yeah but uh but yeah to get to get cracking then so we're going to talk about story beats we'll talk about some production um beats and stats and then we'll talk about how the film links to sort of the wider you know film industry like other other kind of similar stuff that's come before it um particularly in sort of the black rom-com space um down the line but yeah and anyway to do a quick summary of the, of the film um so it features jabari who's a graffiti artist on the cusp of real success and um, who has a run-in with his faux locks swinging crystal meditating photography shooting <laughs> neighbor meadow <laughs> um jabari to basically figure out whether he can make space for her in his love life um you know let go of old things old flames as well um and all the while doing this while turning his passion project into a corporate-backed career. So yeah. the film premise is, is super simple. I think where it really cool. stands out is, A, in the animation. The animation is yeah. gorgeous. If you've seen Into the Spider-Verse, if you liked Into the Spider-Verse, this yeah. is very much in the same vein as that. Yeah. Um, it's a really well-grounded story, a simple story of a guy and a girl with their friends around them. They're just trying to get together. And yeah. It's not even like chaos and twos. There's no chaos per se. It's just like everyday kind of like trying to make shit work. And I, I appeal to me. Which I love. Sorry. <clears throat> I love so much. It's It just makes it that much more relatable. Like it's not only simple, but it's relatable and it's not preachy. It's just, it's just like very down to earth to the point. Mm. Um, does what it says on the tin. Like, yeah, I yeah. really, I really liked it. I, lo- yeah. I love yeah, not overcomplicated, like you said. Yeah, yeah, super simple. I mean, I, I was surprised. Firstly, we talk about the cast, um, how how many well known names are in this. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised because it's a Kid Cudi, obviously Kid Cudi um, project. Yeah, and Kid Cudi is one of the, like a, like a huge hip hop artist in, in in his own right, huge artist generally in his own right. Yeah, um, so many friends in the industry. So yeah, listen. Firstly, Jessica Williams, shout out Jessica Williams from Love Life, and I think she has her own show called the Incredible. Life of Jessica. Life of Jessica Jones, I think it is, or yeah. Jessica, Jessica something. Yeah, um, super well known. I think is interesting. Oh, the incredible Jessica Jones, incredible Jessica James. I think with her, I remember. So I remember watching this. Um, 
and being like, she looks familiar. Like in terms of anime characters, being like, she looks familiar. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Google, I recognize her. And then also um, having, that, having that same response with other characters. So Ty Dollar Sign is in this. Ty Dollar Sign was yeah. the person where I was like, that's like Ty Dollar Sign. It's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's Ty Dollar Sign. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, Timothy Chamolet is in this. Uh, Timothee Chamolet. Timothee um, Chamolet. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Keith David. Keith David. Keith David. Yeah. When you hear Keith David, you know it's Keith David. Even if you don't know yeah, him yeah, by yeah. name. Yeah. Um, you hear his voice like, oh, wow, I've heard that like a million times. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith yeah, David's yeah. narration, beautiful. Um, Jaden Smith is in this, looking like Jaden Smith. Tiana Taylor's in this, looking like Tiana Taylor. Macaulay Culkin's in this. Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin was a shock that was a shock um but also then when you think about it it being a kikari film la 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 is it a shock really no yeah not it shouldn't be it shouldn't be but yeah um, really really good cast really good voice actors surprisingly yeah. i think there's always this like problem of i'm looking at lion king and disney in general you know where you hire like big actors to do voice acting work and people i guess think oh you know of course you could be not even big actors but like big actors big names broadly celebrities yeah. to do yeah. like, VA work and it, it doesn't always like translate it doesn't always correlate you can't just because you yeah. are an actor just because you are a big name doesn't mean you have the range to act and deliver with your voice alone yeah it's not it's not it's not it's not the same game so to speak yeah. so um but not not a problem with this film I'll tell you that like this whole everyone's great Everyone's no, really great. shout out to this shout out to these guys I will say though on Jessica Williams that like mm-hmm. and this is not a dig at her Okay, this is just me speaking generally. Um, like her characters are mm. not that different. Yeah. A- aside from maybe the Jessica James, like the incredible life of Jessica Jessica James or whatever the film, whatever the TV show is called, um, where like I feel like maybe her character has a bit more because the show is about her, mm. her character. Um, she can show a bit more, but like essentially the premises of the work that I've seen her in are the same and that's again it's not a dig against her you know i would just maybe like to see something a little bit different love do you think she's been typecast or do you think she's going for these i mean i guess we'd never know either way but you know whether she's been typecast or going for these roles specifically yeah um i feel like because i do you know what i think it is a bit of typecasting because um she's done a lot of work with netflix Mm. and i feel like she's on their roster like do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so I think they've seen her as something else, doing something similar. And so they're like, yeah, you know who would be great? Jessica Williams. And obviously, like, you know, it, she would be great because she has done it before. Um, but I would just like to see her do something a little bit different. Um, and that's just a testament to, like, the talent that I believe she has. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my only thing on Jessica Williams, really. But, I mean, obviously, in Love Life, amazing. We'll cover that at some point. You deserve yeah. it. <laughs> Fantastic show. Um on, so on How Intergalactic Got His Name, uh, Kid Cudi spoke about how the title came from uh, his first album, a song he did called Intergalactic. Um, the song's about meeting this, this, like, this girl for the first time and doing shrooms and making love. And he uses that term, Intergalactic, to describe the feeling, um, that powerful magnetic feeling that you have when you meet somebody. Um, so Queenie, you wanted to ask the question, have we felt like this before? So I'm going to throw it at you. So I, so I wanted to read out, I'll throw it at you. Chai, chai, chai. <laughs> now I'm like, why did I ask this question? <laughs> out here expose my business on the internet um have i felt this before um i think so i think so i mean do i think i i know so um did it work out we'll find out today 
but um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think sometimes it's one of those ones where like when you know, you know, kind of thing, yeah. you know. But yeah, I think there's definitely been that um, love at first sight kind of feeling that I felt before. Um, yeah. yeah, and it is an interesting one, and I love that with the animation, with with the style of film, it, with it be the animation, it means that like you can show that more than mm. you can, like more than you need to explain it. If that makes sense, mm. um, you're allowed within animation, you're allowed to create more feeling more meaning than by by um by default so yeah um i really like the way that they that they showed the feeling of inter- intergalacticness as it yeah. were um through the animation so but what about you kojo yeah, you were so excited to ask that question <laughs> uh, to, to be honest the same the same i think the way you phrased it is actually perfectly like i really enjoyed how they showcase the act of falling in love love for sight love for sight is a concept i haven't really it hasn't been something I'm like, yeah, yeah, I believe in love and first sight, but definitely resonate with the idea of like connecting with somebody immediately and be like, oh, yeah. this is, I want to see where this goes. This is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just finding that so, like, yeah, that, that magnetic attraction, haven't experienced it a lot. Um, and I think that's what makes it feel so great is that it's not something you experience with everyone. So seeing that in kind yeah. of animated form where you see sort of, the the room disappear behind them and become a blur and is that sense of like I'm locking in on this person and then all the yeah, sort of yeah. graphics that came from that I'm like wow at the same time I'm also very I find it I don't know if we spoke about this specifically but the Disneyfication of romance and love I think has always been a problem where you know you see sort of representation like love like this where you're like wow I want this this is amazing and yeah. that also has the doubles you know double-edged sword effect of then only kind of seeking out connections which have this sort of like it needs that to feel this intense magnetic, yeah like it needs, yeah it needs yeah. to feel like this and not to say like i mean love should feel strongly but it can i think it can also warp what you're looking yeah for, but you're like it doesn't meet this standard then it's not gonna work and like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so and uh, sometimes sometimes it's those sorry to cut you off but like sometimes yeah. it's those like magnetic connections sometimes that you know they sometimes are just there as a function to like remind you that you're alive and that you're yeah. living you know like it doesn't necessarily mean that you that is something that needs to be pursued um but yeah just to be reminded like especially if you've been like single for a long time or whatever la 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 like um not to necessarily uh what's what, what am I trying to say here like you don't need to dwell on that feeling essentially mm-hmm. because love is more than just like a feeling love is yeah. doing love is action so um love is a verb yeah love is love is a verb exactly so let while while yes like some of us might have felt the feeling of intergalacticness mm-hmm. in love like let's not forget that like love is truly grounded in in the work that we do for mm-hmm. other for the people that we say that we love essentially yeah and let's um, even even in this so we see i mean again the film is really focused on this the encounter it's focused on you know falling I say falling in love because that's a concept even like you're choosing in love love is something you do but the film is based on the encounter the initial like meet the, that magnetic pool and um I mean obviously spoilers alert you know we didn't say this up front but like seeing how Jabari you know I assume firstly let's go back to the beginning so it was ex when he hit up his ex like yeah you know let's, let's hang out I was like 
just going to function up. It's going to yeah, 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 be a problem down the line. And honestly, honestly, it was. I think, I think right off the bat, when he tried to set the boundaries with his ex, I was like, oh, wow, this, you know, this was a really growing ass kind of decision. He, mm. um, and But clearly his ex, Carmen, um, didn't want that, but she was willing to kind of entertain it. Um, jumping forward now, so, so Jabari and Meadow get, you know, they get together and then his ex, Carmen, sends that like raunchy kind of racy picture um, just for like shits and gigs, it seems. Um, yeah. And we get like that moment of, okay, you know, if you, if you love somebody, if you care for somebody at the very least, like strongly, then, you know, you start, you do what you can to make it work. Yeah. And um, I think Meadow obviously isn't perfect. She's instantly like, yeah, I don't have time for this. This is too much. No, I can't, I can't deal with this. Can't deal with this. Um, has like a really important like, kind of power conversation with her friend. Um, I guess who's played by, by Vanessa Hudgens. From yeah. Which I really love, but yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, no, you, you know, try like actually give this a shot um maybe it works out maybe it doesn't but like the importance is to like move forward um, yeah and i think also like, like just on that as well it's about going after what you want as well like i think just by virtue and obviously again spoilers but um when it's meadows photo exhibition um she just kind of needed Jabari to be there for her to then take the next necessary steps kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So going after what you want basically is like really important in this game of love because otherwise like people will just be left in a lurch down. Yeah. People just be left in the lurch, but it's crazy dog. Um, crazy dog, go on. What about, so basically the show was also, um, was executively produced by Kenya Barris, who is also the maker of like shows such as Blackish, Grownish, um, Mixedish, all of the issues, right? Um, <laughs> I, didn't know, no, I didn't know there was a mixedish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a mixedish. Um, oh, what else is there? He's also done. Um, I think it was called Black Black AF on Netflix. Oh, he did the show. Um, and he's done a few others, like um, produced like a lot of black stories essentially, which is lovely. Um, and he wisely or not so wisely we can discuss that now um says that exes are a test from the universe um yeah and 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 i sent down the second you meet someone else do you think this is true kojo obviously and then in the context of the film as well yeah i mean not not to my experience i can't i mean i don't know i find i find i don't know i, I think i can see where that would come from and I, I know some people also believe this and uh Maybe it's depending on your attachment style and your ex popping up and feeling like... Because, I mean, I mean that's what happens in this film, you know. Just before Jubari meets meets Meadow, like, he hits a common. And that's like... At the time, you know, Meadow's nowhere in sight. Hasn't met her. It's just like, oh, you know, I just want to like, hook up with somebody I'm familiar with and, you know, have that yeah. kind of connection. Um, and then, obviously, that begins to cause problems down the line. Um, I don't... I can't... Yeah, I don't personally resonate with the idea that, you know, exes have been sent to, to test you the second you meet somebody else. Um... So that that quote did nothing for me, but I know some people do feel do feel that way. Right? Yeah, I feel like um, so in in the context of the film, mm. um, like I don't know, it's difficult. Like because I actually I empathize with Carmen, who is Jabari's ex, a lot um, because there's a point where she's like, she's so he's kind of like, oh, you know, this was a mistake. Like, so essentially, they slept together. Um, he's like, this was a mistake, like, it shouldn't have happened, blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, basically using all of the words in the dictionary to 
essentially say like I don't want to be with you mm. right but like doesn't like really explicitly say it and so she's literally like just say you don't want to be with me like let me know just tell me that's that's what the case that, that's the case kind of thing and he's like no that's not what I'm saying and it's like well that's literally how you're behaving so mm. let's just say yeah. the things that you mean yeah. okay um but in terms of you know exes being a test from the universe um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, to be honest, the word test, I yeah. hated even from like Love Island days. Um, so is, when is, I hear the word that, test. Is, that, is the word yeah. test that I get stuck on as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I think that's my issue um, with it. Do I think that um, sometimes our exes are there to serve as a reminder of how we've grown? Mm. or not grown yes um and that's not to say you can't go back with your ex but that's that's all i'm gonna say on that let's me that are insecure <laughs> shout out insecure <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway uh queenie do you want to chat about some production beats and and, and whatnot yes so um this film is perfect for kid cuddy fans um not just them obviously it's perfect for everyone but kid cuddy fans in particular um, because there is a kind of, basically in the film, the the character Jabari um, is a comic artist and he has a comic um, character called Mr. Rager. And Mr. Rager is, um, if you were a Kid Cully fan, you would know that um, he is a kind of alter ego kind of thing, persona of, um, of Kid Cuddy. And he's like the more like impulsive side and um, there's actually a song on Man on the Moon 2 called Mr. Rager. Um, and that song is quite very deep. You know, when I, I was looking through like YouTube comments today and, you know, it was all very depressing. Um, it was all very much like this song took me off a ledge, you know, yeah. you know, trigger warning. Sorry, I should, I should have said that first. But like, you know, this song is, um, you know, stopped me from, yeah um which is very interesting but you know you please know that mr rager in in the film the comic succeeds and it's really good and all of this stuff but yeah i think it's a nice little nod to the kid cuddy fans who um who have been with him since 2010 or whenever it is that he he came onto the scene um yeah really cool i really liked that mm. um and the film was also inspired by films um Black films in particular in the 90s, um, rom-coms such as Love Jones, which I can definitely see. Um, shout out to the cast of Love Jones as well. Come on, love it. When I think about that film sometimes, I'm like, guys, we really can't get any better than this. And then Enter like Galactic came out and I was like, okay, maybe we can. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so Scott Muscatty also was not only the co-creator, but was also the executive producer alongside Ken Kenya Barris, like I said. Um, before and he also made the accompanying um, album um, that that essentially made up the soundtrack yeah. to um, to this film slash TV show. Okay. Let's unpack that actually because when I was doing my reading and obviously when you're watching it and when Scott and when like um, Kid Cudi talks about it, he's like, yeah, like it's a TV show, and I'm like, it's a pretty long 
So uh, you... or like it's a pretty it's a pretty short like TV show because they're talking about like season two, but essentially the chapters serve as episodes. Yeah, okay. So I was I was, I was gonna ask yeah. like this is how the chapters were formed, but they so he so he actually ter- termed it as a TV show. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um it's a TV show that was season one. Season two is maybe in the works. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean I, okay, it could be interesting. It'd be I'm trying to see how it wouldn't be like Love Life season. <laughs> like essentially, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm sure they'll do something interesting. I mean you can have that we could have more spaces with like these types of shows and, and, and yeah. I'd be interested. Like I can't see I feel like it wrapped up really well. I wanna see where they take it from here. Yeah, I'm not that, and you know, I'm not sure. I I have two sides because part of me is like, when it comes to the rom com space, it's very much like boy ends up with a girl or girl ends up with a boy, and um, they live happy happily ever after. Like sometimes, let's find out what happens after that, you know. So part of me is like, I would appreciate season two because I want to see like where they go on from here. Yeah. In and then in, in another vein, I'm kind of like actually I maybe would appreciate a kind of like anthology, animatic like an adult animated series like um that will follow another couple in new york um but again like you said it's it is quite akin to love life it sounds like love life um, yeah yeah it's it's, it's it's love life but but animated yeah. um but i mean like you said again there's plenty of space for that as a rom-com queen i appreciate it and i approve um yeah and we're gonna talk we're gonna chat more about rom-coms you know in, in, in a little bit anyways yeah so yeah um Intergalactic was um, also dedicated to the late fashion designer Virgil Abloh, who died around this time last year. Um, R.P. to a king. And so the film was released on the day of Abloh's birth, which was oh, around oh. a month ago. Yeah, so that was um, the 30th of September. Um, turns out Virgil Abloh was across this series. Um, costume designer. Right? Serving as a costume designer for the show, which is amazing. Mm. Like not not it's not something that i would have that i would have considered i mean i'm not an animation filmmaker or whatever so like it's not something i would have considered but like the fact that they had such a well-established fashion designer on a show like like on working on a show like this um to serve as a costume designer it's just it just the creativity has no bounds you know um yeah I loved the costumes, it. Well. The costumes are great as well. That's that's when yeah. I saw Virgil's name come up at the end. I mean, they also had like a, a billboard towards him and like the icon um, yeah. text above it. Obviously, icon being uh, Jaden Smith, the name of yeah. the Smith song as well. And then yeah. Jaden Smith also featuring in the film. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, seeing the team Virgil's uh, poster there and, and being like I, like, I had that thought. I was like, the costumes are re- like, the whole show's great. Everyone is really well dressed and, yeah. and in a way which, which suits suits them. The animation's fantastic. The music you, you mentioned earlier, um, that, that Kid Cudi produced for as an album for for this, like really really good as well. Um, this is just like a really solid production from start to finish. Like I had a great yeah. time and doesn't always yeah. say it's welcome. You know, it's, it's it's short, but it gets it gets like a firm point across at the same time. We're like, yeah, yeah, this is good. This is good. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, even even the characters had were dynamic. Mm. It just it was uh, it was guys. If you haven't seen it. You just need to open up Netflix and watch it right now. Yeah. Essentially. Um, really, really, really good. Cool. Um, all right. So let's let's place this film in context of sort of the wider film TV show landscape, in particular in terms of like black rom-coms and everything else and, and black films yeah. that's something I love. Um, so you mentioned already, like we, we, we 
kind of briefly discuss like stuff like love is love and basketball, the photograph. I'm gonna rattle off some names that I love and basketball, the photograph, Hitch, which is an interesting one, Think Like a Man, Poetic Justice, The Watermelon Woman, um, Queen and Slim, and Malcolm and Marie. Oh, just, God. Name, just to oh. name a few. Um Queen and Slim. <laughs> Slim, which I mean we we obviously this isn't we're not doing reviews of these films per se, but I think I think uh it's it's nice to add to this canon first and yeah. foremost uh, because some of the films I mentioned at least they, they're, they're all quite varied I mean you have films like Love and Basketball and I haven't seen a photograph so like correct me if I'm wrong but like which mm. are, which very much do center black love then you mm. have films like Hitch which Naughty's film very much situated in like the hyper hyper masculine like pickup artist type of um nature and then you know you obviously it's basically like that's like letting go of your demons like bro like get over get over the pain like move forward type of type of thing. yeah 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 um then you have like poetic justice as well early like early early i guess also sentence black love in a traditional in a traditional way yeah um, 100 watermelon woman which i don't know if you've seen is i film i saw a movie it's very like came out in 1999 it's kind of like it's say found footage type of thing but it's very like an independent like kind of low-key film yeah um which just like kind of follows like a woman, um, a lesbian woman, kind of with like her building relationship and everything else in that kind of community in like, LA. Um, Queen and Slim, Malcolm and Marie, you know, very similar. Malcolm and Marie, wow, what a time to be alive! I feel like in terms of in terms of that kind of millennial representation, mm. this film. Um, speaks to us in particular like they mm. do talk on things to do with like dating apps and Stush. um yeah 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 i was things like who put, who put kid cardio into uk slang i was like this is a uk word this is this um, is maybe Stush. <laughs> Stush. Anyway, yeah. um and you know they're quite clearly um in the film like almost shunning it like shunning this rise of um of dating apps and stuff which i don't know if i completely agree with um but it does like we are living in a time where love is just um love is sought so differently to how it was back in the 90s for example um and that, i mean there don't get me wrong like there were like websites and stuff that people would meet people on um but nowhere near as like much as we are doing it um in the present day mm. um so i feel like it clap it captured like millennial love really well um yeah. yeah, it captured millennial love really well. In terms of black love, I think, okay, love aside, in terms of like capturing the blackness, um, I think it did a really good job of um, showing that blackness isn't a monolith. Everyone has different interests within the black space and within the black community. Yeah. Um, and then now tying love into that means that like we can accept all, like we can accept all kinds of blackness as it were. To come together, yeah. You just touched on, touched on the point I did. I didn't think about. Or we didn't discuss in much depth. But the idea of blackness, you have you have a moment. Um, love aside, now where you know he's he's working at this uh, comic um, comic house, um, producing Mister Rager as a comic, and he has the it kind of t- t- briefly touches upon the allyship POC allyship kind of thing where you have his colleague who's been there for a while tries to yeah. tell him, okay, man, you know. Turn down the blackness a little bit. Turn down. Don't be so loud. Don't be so loud. He's like, but hey, yeah. take this as a friend. Like, I've been here for a while. You, if you want, if you want to make it, you got to, got to change. Yeah. And like, uh, the film kind of just briefly makes the point. You, know, you can't let these places change you. You change them. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, yeah, it does it does kind of touch upon like kind of black themes and kind of like themes of like kind of struggle and for for quality and and, and finding a home in, in these spaces. Um, yeah, which is, yeah, which is nice. Yeah, um, I think it as it like as it compares to older black films such as like um, the film it was kind of based off of, which is Love Jones, and then like Love and Basketball, Poetic Justice, and stuff like that. Um, I think it holds up personally. Mm. Um, I feel like I feel like it's being massively slept on right now. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and you know, in a few years' time, I think people will see it and be like, "Oh, you know what? I get it now." Yeah. Um, but or and hopefully it comes sooner. You know, hopefully yeah. that really comes sooner. I mean, if they do um, release in season two, then it'll probably get like a bigger push. And you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. But in terms of it centering centering love and um yeah just exploring love as a black man as a black woman and what I really liked actually was that um like the man and the woman both got like equal it was an equal footed film right mm. the guy would go to his friends to talk about you know mm. why this relationship should or shouldn't work um the girl would go to her uh, would go to her friends and talk about the same thing and you they would literally like have a parallel mm side-by-side side discussion um in the film which I really liked um it wasn't it wasn't it didn't feel like it was just one person's film mm. to me mm. um even though I mean it was mostly about Jabari but yeah it did feel like Meadows film as well which I enjoyed yeah. um yeah anything else you want to talk about in regards to yeah Intergalactic before we move on to industry news um sure yes yes um I, I noticed now that, like, as we're talking about, like, you know, films that centre black love, we are British and we're talking about, like, loads of American films that centre black love. And, like, mm. not many of them... I, like, I can... I honestly can think of, like, one film that struck me um, and was really good and was a black-centred love film. Mm. And that's on Netflix and it's called... Um, been so long and it's by Michaela Cole it's actually a musical which is probably why it didn't get that much buzz um, at the time but I really enjoyed it as a musical babe mm-hmm. um, so I'd recommend you watch it if if you um, if you get the chance to um, what I want to see is more of this please in the British in the British space like why don't we have um, like you know this kind of renaissance of black rom-com-ness I know that the, there's a there's a film called Queenie coming out it's not necessarily about black love though it's about a black girl who seeks to find love it's yeah. not the same yeah. um and then I've heard that Open Water is going to be made into a tv series which does explore black love but also explores like black masculinity and like um that kind of thing so you know I feel like it's coming it's pending um but I just need more thank it's you it's getting there yeah it's getting there um I was gonna say there's a film, there is a film coming out which features I'm trying to Google as who is the name of the uh you know the girl in the bear that plays Sydney Ayo Adibari. Oh yeah. She's gonna be in a film, an upcoming film. Um Is it British? No, uh, I think it's called it's called it's not it's not a British film. I don't know where this is. It's coming out anyway. The film's called Bottoms. Um, because what uh, if I actually before I even mention this film, because what I was going to say is um tied to the idea of black love, what we don't typically 
it's already a it's, it's increasing in terms of what, what we're seeing sort of our black love sort of uh, TV shows and films yeah and insecure jumps on I even though we don't consider that to be a rom-com per se but it is yeah. like it's like rom-com dramedy like yeah 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 sure um so we are seeing kind of these things explode more to the scene um but the idea of even like uh queer representation of like black love is something we don't see that's it in you're like, oh, we'd love to see more of this. And it's like, oh, well, this is even smaller within this space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. What, what, the reason I, I was going to mention that uh, Bottoms is because um, I saw Aya Edibari's new film is an American teen set comedy film, um, which sort of centers two senior high school girls setting up a fight club, essentially to hook up with cheerleaders before graduation. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so when I saw the premise, I was like, hmm, this sounds obviously racy as hell. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So curious to see what happens there but um but i think i think we are in a space of seeing i don't know if, if love became corny for a time and now we're, we're back in a space of like seeing love and then seeing yeah some, um black people in these roles which may or may not send to blackness but just has black like just have people experiencing love and yeah anyway as well so you know you can, you can do these things like yeah and um, we've touched upon love life a lot and spoke about this here and there so if you're interested in love life go you know look at uh tiktok and instagram it's just it's, it's out there it's out there we'll talk it's about it there. sometime and it's out there if you want to have a proper conversation hit us up but yeah. um but yeah anyway to echo everything you said i'm i'm excited to kind of see more of this space you know, come about so 100 percent, good film guys i'll check it out what would you rate it up 10 coach oh um i would rate it a solid i had a great time out of 10 i would rate a solid uh i don't know maybe i find i find number rating strange I, like it feels like if i say eight out of ten is a knock on the film but i had it's solid i'd say it was solid it was solid I, I, eight I, out of ten i feel like yeah. that's i feel like that's very fair um yeah. you know i couldn't tell you what i would improve right now but maybe come back in a few like when i've seen it a few more times i've seen it twice so far Ooh, wow. um so maybe if i've seen it a few more times i'll be able to let you know like why it's an eight like properly but i think an eight out of ten is a, a solid is bad a is good a is good, a yeah. good mark. um so that, i mean that's a start what are we talking about yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. anyway um, all right yeah. well okay so moving on um so we're gonna quick talk, talk about some industry news so letting you know what's happening sort of in a film and tv is it's been a relatively quiet couple of weeks since we recorded it's been a relatively quiet yeah. couple of weeks like i i at least i, I feel that way i mean some stories like I came across, um, this one was reported on by Deadline. Quentin Tarantino says he says no to doing any superhero films in the, the future. Your face was saying stuff. I think I wasn't mad about seeing this. I am actually a Quentin Tarantino fan. Um, I've pretty much enjoyed all his films. But I think, I think broadly, because I'm just, I'm also over, I'm going to see almost every superhero movie that comes out for the time being like i'm, I'm yeah. fine with that but they're all they're all the same so part of me would want someone like a more auteur sort of director to step into these roles and do something interesting but marvel's just not going to let that happen dc we're going to talk about dc in a sec because they're making big moves dc don't know what the hell is happening so it's like well yeah. unless unless i see something independent which could be interesting because we've seen some independent films like the superhero thing like chronicle um True. like uh why, why chronicle mm. jumps to mind there's the uh the boys was one like kind of 
even Deadpool, where they just put interesting spin. I, I, they're not independent last two films I made, but like they put interesting spin on on this genre. It'd be nice to see Quentin Tarantino or somebody kind of do that. But at the same time, when I saw him say this, I'm like, yeah, I'm not mad at it. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I I wish I knew the context of what he was saying this in, but like you said, as in if he was saying it in the sense of like, I hate how the big corps get involved. Like he, essentially, heavily. essentially. Okay. Well, so what, so what he did say is you have to be a hired hand to do these things quickly. Just so someone asked him about like yeah they, I do even do this. He said you have to be a hired hand to do these things quickly. Dismissing the idea, he said I'm not a hired hand. I'm not looking for a job. He said that bombastic superheroes yeah. have a similar chokehold on cinema as studio musicals once did in the sixties. Um, so he's yeah he's just not interested in being a hired hand because I mean this is what Edgar Edgar Wright had this issue with the first Ant Man film which he was supposed to initially direct Edgar Wright who directed Baby Driver yeah um, and it stepped away from that film pretty quick but you're like Marvel has a formula that you need to abide by this film yeah. that you think you're doing has to tie into five films that came before it and ten films coming after it like yeah yeah, yeah. there's only so much you can do in that space so yeah okay fine okay in that in that context then I completely understand but I feel like he should like. I feel like maybe the title was misleading by saying like superhero films. Like if he was specifically mm. talking about like, you know, the big dogs and fair enough. But if he's, like you said, speaking about like, a more independent yeah. vein, then like, again, like you, I would love to see like something a little bit different, something a little bit against the grain than what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know when it comes to people saying like, never, like I try my hardest like now not to be, um, so dramatic um with the things that I say and like so I try not to say never and um stuff like that because you just never know what's gonna I just said never you just don't know what's gonna happen in the future um so yeah, yeah you know I would I like you would love to see a little Quentin Tarantino sure spin is. on a superhero film but I understand completely why he wouldn't do it in the Marvel universe yeah yeah um same but speaking of so big big hitters like Marvel and DC, like I said, uh, so DC still very much figuring out, you know, what the hell is going on uh, over there. They have a new boss, like in, who uh, let me get this person's name up. I think they're called Saz. Who? Someone. Know me. They have a new. They have a new Overlord. Essentially, I think DC is owned by Discovery and they're owned by uh, Warner Brothers. The new head is it Samuel Zapaza, David David Zaslav, who's the president and CEO, and basically is the person who's come in, has been tasked with making a huge amount of cuts, or basically making the money, which he's you know taken as being able to make cuts to these different properties that you know underneath the Warner Brothers umbrella, and so yeah. he's the reason that we you know we're not seeing the Batgirl, the Batgirl film. Um, uh, it's cutting a number of sort of cartoon, cartoon networks, you know, and we had that whole thing about Cartoon Network Studios closing down and everything else. Yeah, yeah it's because of the huge cuts that uh, this person's making um, to save, okay. save their money. Um, but in terms of DC now trying to figure out, you know, what their identity is, what what they're doing, because their films have just been all over the place and, and not the best quality. They've hired one James Gunn of Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, fame, um, to be basically the head, to basically be the new Kevin Feige um, at DC, so uh, James Gunn and also Peter Safran um, will co. What's this? They will co CEO. Um, the, the titles are co CEO. Um, DC Studios okay. moving forward. So I think Kevin James Gunn has a couple films, or he's trying to wrap up for Marvel, but he will be the new Kevin Feige over at DC. So hoping to have, you know, some sort of stability and continuity over over there. I mean, DC. I think. 
I just want something different to what Marvel's offering, really. And I really like the general tone of some DC films. Mm. But, I don't know. They really struggle to get it together. And their films are all over the place. It's all hit and miss um, over there. So I'm excited to see what James Gunn um, will bring to that. Who is who's an auteur in his own right? Um, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is not, by any means, in my favourite Marvel films. But it has a very specific tone and yeah. attention towards it, which I like. A very like a very specific color towards it, and so does like Peacemaker and you know like uh, Suicide Squad and everything else. So. Yeah, ah, oh, I still haven't seen the new Suicide Squad. So you just reminded me. Let me write it down. Brilliant, brilliant film, brilliant. Better than the first one. Oh, oh, Country Mile. It's like night and day. Those films. Like the first, the first one, like not even good. This one is great. Like I think I've seen it twice. It's great. I can't, I can't, I can't believe I forgot. When did it come out? Last year? Was it last year it came out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot to watch that. Okay, it's on my list now. I've, I've written it down. Um. Yeah, so that's okay. Cool. Yeah. In terms yeah. of films, while we're while we're on that topic, um, mm-hmm. we have some new films coming mm-hmm. this month in the month of November. One of them being. Um, a film which I was signing an advert for and I was like, this actually looks freaking incredible. Um, it's called The Menu. And it's essentially a story about a couple that goes to a remote island to eat an exclusive rest- uh, to eat at an exclusive restaurant um, mm-hmm. where the chef has, has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Now, the advert looked pretty freaking good. Um, the cast, you're dying to hear it. Hung Chow, who is from Homecoming. We've seen that. Mm, homecoming and spider-man film homecoming on amazon prime it's like no, a tv show so. okay so she's in that um okay, really cool. good paul adestine um you've got nicholas holt anya taylor joy ralph phineas it's quite a good cast um and it just looks very suspenseful it's thriller-esque mm. um really really looking forward to seeing that in cinema mm. um i thought that's definitely the only the only place to see this film mm. Um, so far, I've seen it's been given us on IMDb. It's been given a six point five, sorry, seven point five out of ten. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. Um, comes out November eighteenth in the okay. cinema. Okay, yeah, keep an eye out for that. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously a film that's coming out this Friday that we're also excited to see. I wonder what that could be. Yeah. Make some noise, bro. Have you guessed it? Black Panther, baby. Wakanda forever. After I was just, just shitting on superhero films, I'm very excited to see Black Panther. I think this will undoubtedly be the best film of Marvel Phase Four, which has been very dire. Yeah. Um, so, so I think I think it actually marks the end of Phase Four. Now we're heading into Phase Five, uh, as far as I know. But, and honestly, um, I don't know. I don't know how like good I feel about that because Phase Four has been so tragic. Um, yeah, it's it's the bridging phase. I mean, in in the grand scheme, we'll probably look at this because it's the and obviously it's the end of what the MCU was, which was the build up to Thanos. Yeah, if heavy hitters like, uh, I mean, at this point, the whole world has seen it. But you know, like Iron Man and yeah. passing Captain America, like the people that were holding up the MCU, they're gone. So like, okay, yeah. what we have left. Uh. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, not, it's not looking great. It's not looking great. But I mean, there's a chance to introduce new characters and everything else. So we see where we go in Phase 5. Phase 5 I'm excited for. But because um, obviously we have, like, what we mentioned last time, Ant-Man and John Major's really stepping into his role. But I'm yeah. looking forward to this as a send-off send to Chadwick Boseman. Um, which yeah. you can tell is, it's going to be a... It's going to be a tearjerker. It's definitely going to yeah. be a tearjerker. Yeah. 
I I don't think I've ever been so excited to see like I thought like the last time I was this excited was in uh was Infinity War mm. like it was Infinity War and then what's the last one no, for me it was No Way Home no so I wasn't excited to see that though I wasn't I wasn't excited to see that I knew I needed to see it yeah but I wasn't like I wasn't like oh my god I'm so excited to see like I hadn't booked my tickets in advance kind of thing I was just just for the fact that the rumors were going to be like that Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield and things they were in there. I was like, oh, I want to see, I want to see, I want to see. Yeah, I stopped watching, yeah. tra- stop watching trailers. I think that's the first MCU film. I was like, I'm not watching trailers. I'm not watching trailers. I'm just yeah, to be fair, I didn't see any trailers for that. I just, I knew I needed to see it because, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. But yeah, that was, that was that. So I don't think I've, I've been mm. like so excited to see a film as I have been apart from like um Infinity War and then what was Endgame? There we go. How can yeah. I forget that? Oh, I so, but like I booked my tickets, I'm going twice, like I'm going on Friday and Saturday, like, you know, let's yeah. go, we're doing it. Yeah, you do, like, how have you not done that? Come on, I'm man. I'm not going on to me, I just haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, um, but yeah, so super, super, super excited about that. Um, You know, tunes have been dropping left, right and centre. Um, I know some people have already been to like the premiere, like the uh, the European premiere for the show. Uh, sorry, for the for the film. Mm. I think that was on Thursday. Um, you just know it's going to go off. Like, yeah. ah! Very excited, guys. Very, very, very excited. Yeah. Um, moving on to TV. Do you want to talk about the best man, final chapters? Ah, uh, come on. Take us there. Right, guys. Just as we were talking about, like, um, you know, rom-com films and stuff like that early in the episode, um, early in the show, even. Um, there's one I didn't mention. That probably could have got, got a shout out, but I'm just going to give it here now. Mm-hmm. The Best Man. Guys, The Best Man is like the, a quintessential 90s film, okay? Um, it's got so many heavy hitters in it, okay? You've got Morris Chestnut, the love of my life. You've got Ty Diggs, the other love of my life. You've got Terrence Howard, the other love of my life. Like, do you see where I'm going with this? Terrence Howard, man? Are you sure? I love that man. You will not speak badly about that man. Thank you. You've got Regina King. Regina, Regina Hall. Hall. Mm. Regina Hall. You've got... Um, Neil Long. Like, I feel like I don't need to say anything else. I feel like I... But then I do. Sonal Thon. Like, the list goes on, okay? It's a star-studded film filled with your your favorite black actors and actresses okay Harold um, Harold Perrineau per right lost. michael lost. <laughs> exactly exactly we're talking big 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 stars okay they then came back in 20 i want to say 2013 for the best man holiday this is like another film came out in cinema la 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 um really really sad film now they've come back again kojo I'm excited. December I wasn't. 26th. I wasn't excited before, but you've you've got me like, yeah, okay. I'm, come I'm on, nervous. December twenty second. They're gonna come out with the best man, the final chapters. Let me get a woo woo. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I wasn't looking forward to it, but now I'm like, no, it's gonna like, as in, I don't know. I don't know what the premise is gonna be. Like, I'm not sure what the storyline is gonna be. I'm not really watching it for that though. I'm just more watching it because like it's just nice to see like your faves get back together. Mm. Um, see like like see the interactions working out and stuff like that. Um, and I'm just happy everyone's getting their bag, to be honest. Like, I'm glad everyone's making money somehow. <laughs> and um, it's gonna be an eight-part limited series, which is insane. Um, considering the last two like projects that they'd all worked on were films. Mm. Um 
so yeah like I'm I'm really excited um comes out just before Christmas as well so it's the perfect time um yeah and that comes out on, Pe- on Peacock uh December 22nd so really 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 excited to see that mm, yeah brilliant um and just to yeah so in terms of the final bit of industry news that that sort of I wanted to mention was that um Westworld was cancelled uh the show, which I mean, Westworld season one, really explosive um, show. Everyone was talking about it. It was the new yeah, Game of Thrones. Um, it, it was it was huge. But then I think over time the viewership has just declined so much that HBO um, has made the decision to to cancel it. Um, essentially, the viewership just declined. I think I heard they lost something like seventy five percent seventy five percent of their audience. Yeah, yeah. Not, not great. Um, so it's cancelled after season four, so they won't be, be producing season five. That being said, they're still going to pay the whole cost for season five. And crew? I think, yeah, I think contract... Um, it's, I'm assuming crew. Um, I think contractual obligation... Yeah, still get paid. Well, yeah. that's good. But essentially, I mean, and the, the bill for that is going to be something of like 10 million to 15 million, I believe um uh, yeah 10 10 to 15 million so it's not not tiny but again this goes back to what i said earlier because hbo is a property of discovery um again right. uh zaslav uh david yeah zaslav um yeah making making huge cuts to to, to everywhere <laughs> everywhere fair everywhere. enough westworld was definitely one of those shows that like i when it first started, I was like, new Game of Thrones, let's go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it was the fact that I had to wait a year for season two to come out. And I really tried to watch season two and then just forgot about it. And then never, ever thought to go back to it. Same. I did like maybe a couple episodes of season two. So, uh, uh, yeah. Even season one, I was like, I'm interested. Great premise, phenomenal twist. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the, I think there was just, there was just, too much brain work. I had to think too much. I think that was part of it for me. They they I, delivered that it was, it was it wasn't the most clear and concise TV show. Actually, is there's a big issue I find with a lot of these like mystery dramas, very much like Lost, but a lot. I mean, we we like we both like yeah, fans fans all the way to the end. I mean, all the way to the end, <laughs> all the way to the end. Um, but where they they run out of steam very quickly because they pay yeah. off this they pay off their mystery either very early and then they're trying to spin new things as they go along or they don't pay off the mystery and you're like you're like just clearly just making this up as you go along yeah um and this is why i'm also concerned about severance and i think i might have said this to like severance phenomenal show we'll talk about severance and stuff we have to watch Severance at some point yeah um, of course with these mystery dramas where it takes a lot to keep you bought into the mystery as over over multiple yeah. seasons so yeah Anyway, um, it's, it's always sad to see people lose their jobs and everything else, but I, I do hope, you know, the cast and crew land on their feet and find really interesting, yeah. great project to work on after this. So. I feel like, I feel like, um, and I'm not, I can't remember if I've said this once on the show before, but like, um, I d- I'm not averse to a limited series. And I feel like, like the beauty of a, of a limited series is that you have so much money to do so much, but you can also wrap it up in a bow. You know, you can wrap it up nicely. You can do more than what you can in the film. Um, you can flesh out stories so much better and stuff. So like, I wouldn't mind more limited, more limited series. Same. Um, and I feel like, you know, we should utilize that. 
um, and utilize them to 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 our to our um benefit because West Westworld not to say that it should have been um a limited series but like a tour I feel like two seasons really should have been about it <laughs> um and considering like all of the things that they're trying to tackle that you know it's very meta very um like you know is is a robot a real life we don't know like uh, it's just too much for my little brain you know what I mean <laughs> too much like I'm, I'm thinking about too much now so I, I just want to laugh sometimes um but yeah let's just let's really use it like as in shows don't need to be um Grey's Anatomy like they don't need to be 20 20 seasons long that's surely that's not the aim anymore for most of these tv shows anyway yeah. um so let's let's use the money that we've got to make really really good quality tv not to say that Grey's Anatomy is a quality because you know I love that show um Let's make really, really good quality TV um, and learn when to cut things off. Mm, agreed. Let, let's let it go. Let it go. You know, like, let's, and, you know, let's stop ending. I feel like we're too late in the game to be ending shows on cliffhangers. As in, like, ending whole shows on cliffhangers because you guys realised last minute that you were cancelled. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's be more like Issa Rae. Mm. Okay? Let's put a cap on it from when you start so we're not doing too much. Vince Gilligan, The Wire, um, Vince Gilligan, Breaking Bad, but of course, or uh, The Wire as well is another show where you know you have a have a have an ending in mind and work backwards from that point. Um, exactly, that's that's how you make the best TV shows. You have an ending, like you have a premise, you have an ending in mind, and you work towards that. Um, instead of just like having an idea and then being like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, it's just, and you can always tell, you can always like separate the wheat from the chaff in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. are there any TV shows that you want to mention now coming back soon? Yes, um, there are a couple mm-hmm. standby called a standby. So, um, guys, the crown is coming back. The crown is coming back, and I feel like you know it's unfortunate, you know, RIP the queen and then man. Um, but we need to see what happened in the 90s because obviously, I wasn't, um, I was just a figment in my mother and father's imagination um, when Princess Diana died but I am so ready to see like and obviously you know it's it's slightly fictional but like most of it is very much based on real events um oh gosh after season four I feel like season five is about to go off I'm not even speaking in real sentences right now because I am that excited like <sighs> the, the royal family about to get red for filth if they weren't already being red for filth like ciao this is gonna it's opening up the royal family to like um generations that really had no business knowing any of this stuff mm. but now we finna know and we finna know for real because what we're gonna do is take this as fact okay <laughs> what we're gonna do is take this created show this netflix created show and take it as fact mm. um because obviously Diana actually said those things and obviously Charles actually did those things to, to Diana, obviously. Um, I have no words, guys, clearly. But I haven't seen it, by the way. Kojo, how? Is that surprising to you? Well, I have no interest. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so good. Kojo, please. This is history. <laughs> is it? A- anyway, oh. I, I, I might check it out. But- no, it's as in, in terms of like, character development like you just see where everyone's coming from and like it's just insane it's just insane yeah. um 
you know, ah, uh, you know it's about to go off. What's this guy's name from The Wire? McNulty? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. He is going to be Prince Charles. Um, so that's pretty interesting. I'm excited to see that. Dominic West. Dominic West is going to be Prince Charles. So, yeah, really, 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 really excited to see that. Um, what else is coming out? There is also, I don't know if you watch Dead to Me on Netflix. No. Dead to Me, it's, um, what is it? It's, it's a funny thriller, mm. essentially. Like a, yeah, it's like a dramedy, essentially. Um, hilarious. Really sad. Really sad. <laughs> but so funny. Um, essentially, uh, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. But it's coming back, basically. <laughs> it's coming back for season three. Um, I would thoroughly recommend it. Um, it's been a while since it's since it's come out. Um, obviously they had the pandemic and stuff like that, so it's only on season three. It would have been on like maybe season five, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see that. It should be good. And then Sex Lives of College Girls, which I actually haven't seen, so this is more of a reminder to me to watch it. Let me write it down now. Um, Sex Lives of College Girls is coming out on the same day as Dead to Me. Um, I think that's season two coming out November nineteenth. Sorry, November seventeenth is coming out. Cool. So, yeah, that's me. Because, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff turning, it sounds like. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm interested to see. I mean, as we make the final push to Christmas, we're going to see a lot of Christmas films begin to be released. Yeah. That was a deep sigh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Christmas themes or anything. Anyway. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, you, you're the kind of guy who thinks that Die Hard is a Christmas film. No, because I don't like Christmas themes or anything. <laughs> what? Okay. It's, it's, it's in there. I, every time I watch Die Hard, I'm like, uh, it's a lot of Christmas happening right now. <laughs> it's a lot of Christmas <laughs> happening right now. Anyway, but Queenie has been great chatting to you, um, especially about Black rom-coms um, broadly and, and everything else. Um, yeah, looking forward to, you know, reconvening in two weeks. Um, yeah. I don't even know what we're talking about, but you... Uh, we're going to talk about something. We'll talk about you something. know, we're going to find something. Yeah. I'll probably be Black Panther. Yes. Yeah. Follow us on, on Instagram, on TikTok, and on YouTube. Just search the Critics Pod. Um, we'll be there. You know, um, <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. All right. All right. Take care. Peace.